0: Hello there and welcome to Facing a Pandemic, the Forgotten Arts with me, Verity Wishart. Each week I have the pleasure of chatting with a new guest from the arts industry about how they're navigating the challenges the pandemic has faced them with and what they may have learnt along the way. This week brings a lovely new guest, performer and choreographer George Lyons. George is represented by the Wright Agency and works with creatives both in the industry and in professional training. George has so much passion for his work and storytelling and he also has a really wholesome outlook on life, stressing the importance of always trying to evolve ourselves as individuals and the value of surrounding ourselves with people who support our ventures and lift us up. Enjoy the episode! Okay, um, so first of all, I thought we would just talk a little bit about you. So, forget the pandemic for a second um, and take it back. So, talk about your journey sort of into musical theatre and choreography. So, where did it all begin for you?
1: Oh, gosh. Well, I've always loved dance and musical theatre since I was like two. I just always used to like just put on little shows for my mum all the time. And like, we'd get my friends around and like, I'd be the bossy director and I'd be like, right, you're going to do this, we do that. I love that. And um, yeah, and then it basically, yeah, it was just a hobby that just kind of like, got out of control. Then obviously I went to Lane, Theatre Arts where I met you, and did the training there, which I loved. Um I had such a brilliant time there. And then graduating I was like, I am just gonna perform for a while and I'll do creative stuff when I'm like twenty seven. Um but then I graduated and realised I actually really, really love the creative part more. Um I still love performing and stuff, but like that's really where I was like, ah oh, I love doing this and I was very lucky and I had people who like helped me along the way and mentored me Um, yes I'm kind of doing a bit of everything at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's definitely the way to be, I think, is just giving everything a go and you do find something that might surprise you that actually takes its course to be sort of your main focus. Um, and I wanted to talk to you because we know from doing prelims at Lane Theatre Arts and all sorts that you can have a lot of fantastic dancers, but being a fantastic choreographer is a different ball game. So how did you... I guess you kind of answered this in terms of you started from a very young age, but how did you sort of nurture that journey into more choreography than just i'm just solely a dancer
1: performer well it sounds really stupid and i i always say this to people i'm always like god i sound like such a twat but i I say it anyway i've always had this thing where basically when i hear music if i close my eyes i see things moving and i've always had it i kind of thought that's something that i thought saying everyone had that Mm -hmm. um and then someone was like no that's weird like everyone has that, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's kind of my main reason why I loved it, and I remember um, thinking, oh, I'll perform and stuff, and then I'll start, like, doing dance captain and assisting roles, and then eventually someone will say to me, oh, you're a choreographer now, you can go and choreograph something. Mm. And I remember meeting with a choreographer, uh, I think, like, two months after I graduated. Because um, after I graduated, I was like, right, I'm going to just meet with everyone I can, and, like, message loads of people.
0: Definitely.
1: And I met this choreographer... And I said, "Oh, how how do I become a choreographer then? What well, is like the the pathway?" And he just went, "Oh well, you just tell everyone you're a choreographer." And I was like. <laughs> hey eh? sorry but he was like yeah he was like you just start telling people you're a choreographer and then like you let the kind of the words go around a bit and then when you then start creating things that's when your ability has to match what you've said about yourself my first few jobs i was terrified i literally was mm. like oh my gosh like i'm gonna go in and everyone's gonna go mm. go bullshit and be like you're not one and then luckily i've it, it just seems to be something that i naturally I'm very like comfortable doing There's a lot of times you do jobs as a creative where like the director will turn to you and say, Oh, I want, I want you to do a two minute number here. And you just have to make it up on the spot and just like use the people you have in front of you. And um, cause obviously I assisted Andrew Wright quite a lot with various things and learning from him and learning um, how to form a number on the people in front of you in no time at all is quite a skill. And now when I do creative stuff, I feel very much, I don't like to plan anything, really. I like to like mm. plan a rough outline of where it's going to go. and like The story arc is the main thing. Actually getting in the room and working on the people in front of you is the best way of creating something that I think looks good, rather than something that looks kind of forced. Yeah, definitely. Sense. And
0: I, I think um, also it's interesting to hear that you don't learn those things unless you do it. It's just a case of getting in the room, doing it, and that's how you learn your style and how you work.
1: Yeah, you can read so many books on being a choreographer and you can, like, do it all by the textbook and be like, Oh, you know, I've got to include a canon here, I've got to include this here. But actually, what really matters is when you get in there, if you're telling a story, if the story reads mm. and like what the people in front of you can do, because that's that's all that really is. You're just telling stories, which is what I do way too much of in my day-to-day life, as my friends tell no, me. No, <laughs> we love
0: that. We love that. It's <laughs> all about stories. Um, and so in terms of lockdown, then obviously you know, it's impacted the arts industry mm. in, and everyone in so many ways, not just the arts industry, but all across the board, every sector, um, and everyone's faced some real challenges. So for you in terms of a performer and a choreographer, how how did you manage the challenge, first of all, of just that feeling of like, well, there's no stages, there's no rehearsal rooms. Like, did you struggle with that? Or were you just trying to stay positive in like, the first few stages?
1: Yeah, well, when the lockdown was first announced I'd just choreographed something at the Royal Albert Hall oh, wow. then I'd done a week doing um rehearsals for something in Birmingham mm. and then the day after Birmingham I then was in a rehearsal room of Andrew doing a project for something mm. else and I was in rehearsals for Art Said's dance project which I was assisting at the time <laughs> so when the lockdown was announced it was a busy time and I got Covid literally the day it was announced so I literally was like
0: you shattered were one of the first.
1: For, yeah, I was one of the originals. Um, the OGs. And um I honestly crashed for like a week. It was awful. I was mm. like, oh my god, I was gonna lie and do nothing. And then I was like, Oh well this is a blessed time, you know. The first lockdown mm. everyone's all about the spiritual awakening. So I did like loads of running. I went back to my home in Dorset, um, and I was doing running every day, I was doing yoga um all the classics I was trying yeah and I was like doing a few teaching jobs um all over the place online and stuff like that and then I moved back to London I'd say in about May and I was like oh you know what my little my little Easter holiday's over Mm. um and obviously there were no theatres I didn't know I got a job doing a big contract which has all been postponed now and they were being Mm. it wasn't entirely sure what was happening with that Because I felt at the beginning, we all thought COVID was only going to last. Well,
0: exactly. We all thought it was a short term thing, didn't we? And we were like, oh, it'll be three weeks. And then we can all just have this little time to ourselves. And then we'll move on with our lives. And here we are. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: and then like, (laughs) a year later. It's like, okay, really good. So after that, I then was like, oh, well, you know what? I've I've always wanted to do video projects. Um, Mm. And so I kind of was like, oh, I'll give one a go. So I um, got like a load of... Um, lovely women together, all friends and um, it's a
0: beautiful video if uh, anyone hasn't seen it, we'll it was
1: a, it was so much fun putting that together um and it was like really hot, it was summer, mm. and then that just went like really well and then with um I then got teaching jobs um at Lane and like various other creative work at colleges um and then I did another video with Ruby who was my housemate because obviously in the second lockdown it was like well it wasn't like it Was you couldn't see anyone outside of your household in November mm. so me and Ruby were like oh let's do something then uh and yeah no I was just very lucky like I've been I did stuff at Erdang and then I did another show recently in the, the beginning of January like the other week mm. um as movement director yeah. which was all socially distanced all wearing masks oh, so yeah. it's kind of it was a big thing of like adapting and just like saying yes to whatever came my way and just going for Definitely. it and like,
0: I, I think yeah that's a great way to to be anyway but I was going to say this is kind of similar to what you're talking about but obviously in lockdown there's so many constraints but you've found different ways to sort of show your choreography and still be creative yeah. within the boundaries of what we can do
1: yeah that's that is so the hard thing because it's it's like I said doing it within the boundaries um and like you know there's a little part of you sometimes it's like oh we could get away with that and you're like no no, we sh- like we actually can't, and it mm. safety is first on all of this. Mm. Um, but I th- I feel the key with all of this year has been where possible. Obviously, some people have been so massively affected by COVID so awfully, um, but where you can just just staying positive, isn't it? I remember um, in my first year at Lane, actually, um, a teacher kept me behind after, and they said George. You need to learn to laugh now because otherwise you're going to have a miserable, <laughs> a miserable time. And I was like, <laughs> oh, OK, so I feel that's been the best bit of advice anyone's ever given me. Just learning to laugh and like laughing as you go through everything. And
0: I think that's so true. In terms of over, obviously, h- here we were saying we th- thought it'd be a few weeks. And here we are in January. How have you found that? Obviously, motivation is such a roller coaster for everyone. But have you found... You know, you're still feeling quite proactive. I think now more than ever, most people are struggling a little bit. But have you, like you say, you're just quite a positive person. Is that how you've kind of kept going through the harder days, I guess?
1: Well, I think no one's ever like 100% anything. I'm quite a positive person. I like to be half glass, half full. But, you know, there are obviously days for everyone when you have a dip and you have a problem. And I've been very lucky where, obviously, I live with my friends and I stay in contact with a lot of my friends as well. And I feel like there's a fine line between, like, unburdening your stresses on other people and kind of the difference between that and just talking about them. And I'm very lucky I have so many motivational, helpful friends who, if I am feeling a bit down, will always be there to be like, oh, but you can do this. Like, and that's what I look for in a friendship a lot is someone who, like, is very... Pick up the pieces here you go you can do it yourself you're fine get on with it um and that's been a big thing I like, even like last week I had a bit of a oh god you know
0: we all have them
1: when nothing's happening I can't do anything mm. I wanted to do another video thing in January and it's all been cancelled and I was like but there's nothing you like when you take away the burden of feeling like because I feel as dancers in particular we're often told that like, even if you're injured you're like absolutely you can do more you can push through the injury which is not healthy yeah um and it's it's taking the control taking the control and taking the guilt out of your hands and being like okay this is the cards i've been dealt this is what i've got to do with it um and just staying like proactive i watch so many musicals listen to soundtracks and just that's been the hardest thing for me where i i when, like, the shows are open, I try and go to, like, the theatre whenever I can mm. afford it, mainly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, um,
1: <exactly. laughs> but I try and go as much as possible. And that, for me, has been the biggest upset of COVID, but I can't physically see any theatre. Mm. Um, so it's hard to stay inspired when you don't have that visual, um, constant excitement going on. So um yeah trying to watch stuff
0: exactly and things that you watch and you think god that's an idea there's an idea I'd like to do this
1: and even not even that is also looking at theatre and being like oh why didn't I like that like and just questioning everything Mm. I think being curious is such like an important Mm. thing for everyone if you want to like evolve and continue so yeah
0: yeah (laughs) definitely I think that's amazing and I think also you saying as number one as performers we're definitely in that headspace where I think for the first time success is no longer no one's doing anything hardly anyone's working unfortunately at the moment so we're all in the level playing field and I think it's taking that time to come back to actually the beauty of what we enjoy like watching these musicals watching the old Mm. musicals watching all the greats again and I think it's been refreshing in that sense that there's no one's successful no one's well in the arms of the business at the moment just equal yeah. I think that is probably quite refreshing oh
1: completely and I feel as well like this year it's awful what's happened globally but I look back at the first lockdown and I'm like god I didn't know how much I kind of needed that like that kind of stop um like I got into meditation and like all these other things love and that. find just always evolving yourself I feel is such an important thing That's something that I love doing is just constantly finding new things about myself and exploring new things um And I feel that's what this year's really done. And it stopped it being a race, which everyone (laughs) was on. Um, And now, yeah, everyone's like in the stables just chilling, like, well, what are we going to do? So, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Let's just enjoy this time. Eat some hay. Um, But also in terms of, as a community, the performing arts industry have really come together. And I think especially like on social media Mm. and everything. And there has been little glimmers of hope and opportunities for grads and things.
1: The the thing I always say to everyone, they're like, oh, theatre might not return it will return. Like, since man could literally, or humans, should I say, humans could literally put up like a string line in a towel and put on a mummers play, or a Greek tragedy in an amphitheatre, like, theatre can be done whenever. Um, and my feeling towards theatre is, if you gave me a paintbrush and a bit of set to paint, I'd be thrilled doing that. If you gave me a show to perform in, i do that. If you give me a show to choreograph, i will do that. Like, I feel when people love something so much as they love theatre, when they're in the industry, it's never going to die. It's never just going to go away. Obviously, there'll be financial backing, that'll be difficult, but, like, people will make it work because... It's what people love to do. And that's what's so special about our industry, massively, I think.
0: Definitely. Yeah, and I think, like you say, people need people almost need it more than ever now. They want that escapism. They want mm. to celebrate life and everything it's about. And I think you're right. It will, Of course it will come back. And I think when it does, it will be absolutely booming for that reason. Yeah,
1: completely, completely.
0: Obviously, in this career, it's tough. Mm. We're in a pandemic. It's tough anyway. And there's moments, I think for a lot of people that do listen, a lot of people are in this industry. And I think, how do you deal with moments where, I feel like we give our all to everything in this industry. And sometimes you feel like you've given everything and you're not getting anything mm. back and you're kind of swimming against the tide a bit. How do you sort of remain proactive and positive in those moments when you just feel a little bit stagnant? When I
1: uh, when I graduated from Lane, I left Lane on a bit of a high. I was like, yeah, life is great. Mm. I feel amazing. You know feeling like a polished, shiny new toy, came out, moved into my London house, which was literally, like, full of mould, falling apart. Um, The classic. And I remember literally sitting in my room.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) sitting in my room in August, my little attic room, and it was ridiculously hot. And I just lay there like oh crumbs Mm. i was like i don't don't have a job i don't have it and i was like what am i gonna do and i um i got a book called get your shit together and uh honestly like this book just like gave me so much motivation Mm. um and i'm someone who's like i do well when i've been given structure but creating structure for myself is quite a difficult thing um and i just really thought about like what i wanted from life and what i wanted to do with my job um, and career and i just created lists and lists and lists and lists and like plans um i did like the whole five year plan thing law of attraction all that jazz that. um and i just was like i'm gonna try and meet as many people um so i just like even when like this is all releasing stuff my favorite place to go for coffee is royal opera house oh, rooftop yes. um bar thing i just go there for a little coffee see what see what i can bump into Um, you know going to class and being part of the like environment and staying motivated that way and you hear about little things that are going on um, and it's just staying in that loop staying in that um, kind of environment obviously I'm in a very very privileged position of being able to do that which Mm. I acknowledge a lot of people don't have that privilege Um, but I think it is important to always try and find what makes you happy and keep that going Mm. Um, and just being look at your friends and think who is like actually helping me being proactive who's helping me who sees where i want to end up and supports mm. me with that rather than someone who's who kind championing of like, it yeah and they don't have to do anything for you they don't have to help you but they, you just want to be around people who support you and that i think is so crucial with achieving anything
0: yeah I think that's really important like you've said basically who you surround yourself with and your mm. mindset is so powerful I think especially at the moment it's so easy to get into a bit of a rut and just think I haven't got a purpose to get up in the morning at the moment so I think mm. it's so important to just give yourself almost like a little talking to and be like where am I now where do I want to be how am I going to get there and it's yeah. it's just small steps isn't it and, really and the
1: other thing is what is it as a performer or creative or anything you will always have times where you're not in work that is just the fact of it you will just have times when you aren't working and when people meet you you can either say to them oh you know I'm unemployed or like you know say something like that but if you say to them oh no I'm I'm a performer or I'm a choreographer it's it's up to you to say that it's up to you to tell them what you are so they know that if you know what I mean mm, it's yeah it's up to you for your branding and up for you for your Self publicity. It's not down to someone's telepathic knowledge that you're a great performer without you telling them. So I think I I never. I always encourage my friends and people I know in the industry to never say, "Oh, I'm unemployed." Just say, like, "No, I'm I'm working at the moment, but like working on like dancing and like going to class and stuff." But Mm. not working at the moment. But I'm I am a performer. It's acknowledging what you are, what you've spent three years doing ridiculous training in. Or your whole life, even mm,
0: exactly, um,
1: and not like diminishing that. Yeah, but that's a hard thing,
0: mm, and not apologising for it. I think.
1: I think the other thing is asking people for help is such a good thing to do in this industry. Is literally having the the confidence in yourself and the confidence in your ability to message someone and say, "I'm a one aspiring choreographer. Please can I ask for your advice on this?" or um I'm a performer, I'd love to work with you. I just want to understand what you look for in a performer, like all this stuff, like what I can do. And I think that is su- such an important thing as well, is not being too proud to ask for anything or not being too proud as well to admit when you're, you've you got something you're weak on or something that you need to work on a bit more. Mm.
0: Um, like you say, I think a lot of people in this industry are so keen to help. And I think people don't maybe realise that. They're like, oh, I don't want don't to bother them. And, yeah. you know, it's actually to reach out to these people because they want to help. Yeah
1: completely completely if you are someone for help it means that you're eager and that you're excited and fun to work with that's what people want they don't want someone who's who's just going to be there like knowing everything and being a bit like i know what i'm doing you want someone who's like knows what they're doing but also like is willing and open-minded mm-hmm. to new ideas and new developments and evolving themselves so I i do think that's a very big thing in it
0: definitely and so what do you think Looking at the whole year that we've just had, what do you think you've learned as a result of this? Maybe about yourself or a newfound appreciation for something? What is something that you're going to take forward thinking, okay, it was a real terrible year, really, but I I've, I've, can take this from it?
1: My answer to that is probably ride the wave, which I never used to be very good at. I used to be very much like, I'm going to plan this, plan that, that's going to happen, blah. And then um, I feel since graduating, that's why I learned a lot. And then since this happened, I've been like, whoa, because... I feel, you know, since this COVID, um, whole thing happened, mm. I've, like, done videos that I've always wanted to do, I've, like, signed with a new agent, I've been movement director, which I've never done before, and there have been all these little doors that have opened up, um, and all these experiences I've had, which, if COVID hadn't happened, I wouldn't have had, And as I said, I will keep saying this, that there have been some people have been so awfully affected by COVID, which is honestly terrible, um, But I do think it's important to try and... no, our lives haven't stopped because of COVID. Like, we're still going. The pandemic's, like, made us... We can't leave the house and stuff. But I think waking up every day and treating it like something exciting is going to happen and there's something special you're going to do is the key to all of it. Um, And finding your own fun, finding your own joy, connecting with people. Exactly. That's what I've just... That's what it's all been about for me, I feel this whole pandemic
0: I think it's it's restored the meaning of human connection hasn't it like because we don't yeah. it's not as easy anymore, and we definitely took it for granted, and now everything's through a screen, mm. which is great because at least we can do that, but there'll be nothing like being back in the room with a room full of people, I guess oh, for no. you as well, a room full full of creatives is what you're craving right now
1: oh yeah, completely, completely, and even teaching like. God, teaching over Zoom is draining. Mm. I'm there, like, I can't tricky, see everyone properly. I'm like, <laughs> the music's chaos. Like, I'm like, oh God, can you hear it? Can you hear it? Oh. I had a load of 15 year olds stopping my Zoom class the other day trying to tell me how to get my Zoom to work. And I was like, oh. And I was like, I just want to be in the studio. I was like, yeah. I just want to be dancing in person. Oh. And that's what I mean, I've been, I've been teaching at Lane quite a lot um, since September, which I've been very lucky to be doing. Mm. And honestly, just being back in the studio with people there who want to be there and want to do well. And it's been lovely. Oh, fantastic.
0: There's no feeling like it. And what does hopefully 2021 post-pandemic hold for you? Have you got any big plans or ambitions or are you just trying to get through what's in the pipeline?
1: Well, hopefully the the big contract I got last year, which was then postponed, is going to happen in... um, Hopefully, the end of June. And it's a great contract because it goes to various different venues or, around the world and stuff. But it's got nice little gaps in, uh-huh. like month gaps here and there, um which open doors to more creative work, like more videos in that time, like get more of a portfolio. I want to meet people in person. <laughs> That's my <laughs> biggest one. I want to just meet people um, and understand people and understand, like, um other creatives and how they work I want to meet more directors more um performers as well um and get go to more colleges understand how different places work I think it's just exciting to be able to like go to other places Mm. again um yeah, so that's my plan for the foreseeable future.
0: I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see where it goes. It's <laughs> going to be very fun to watch. But thank, thank you. you so much because I think it's helpful just for people to hear how other people are getting on and what helps. And just have a bit of a motivational chat, I think, helps quite a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> you've been great. Thank you, George. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. Oh,
1: thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been wonderful.
0: such a lovely chat with george i just love his outlook on life he's also a wonderful choreographer so if you haven't had the chance to see some of his work do head over to his instagram page which is george lyons choreography and check it out well that's it for this week thank you for listening i'll be back next week with another exciting guest so make sure you're subscribed and i'll catch you then.